Hello there, and welcome to another interesting edition of Sports Africana, um, the number one African podcast show where we talk about everything Africa. We talk about our issues, our stories, whatever is pertinent, and of course, we talk about success stories. My name is Opa Adiola Amokomo, and today we're going to be talking about uh, international football. As you probably know, or as you may know, um, we are in the international break and um, different national teams um, are playing across the world and um, Africa is not left out. Today, um, we're going to be looking at the review of the Nigerian versus Sierra Leone um, game, which is a very, very important game in the sense that it's um, the qualifiers for the African Cup of Nations uh, to be hosted next year, to be played next year. And um, the result um, for for everyone that wants to know it ended 4-4. Yes, you heard me. The result ended 4-4 um, apiece. Um, Nigeria taking a 4-0 lead and um, the Sierra Leoneans uh, making a, an unbelievable or unexpected comeback. Um, by drawing the game 4-4. The game felt like a win for them, but for the majority of Nigerians um, across Africa, the social media went agog. And, um, but I'm not going to talk about, about it much because I'm, we're here to x-ray, to look at what went wrong. And um, to talk about today or to analyze um, the game is someone that... Um, who has followed Super Eagles for a very long time. Um, is I mean, in the eight days of Nigeria playing at the National Stadium or the Antamasigba Stadium, um, he was always following the team. Um, he, he once narrated how he drove his mom's car to from 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 Ibado to watch the the Super Eagles game when mom, when his mom wanted to take wanted to make use of the car. But that is just that just goes to show the kind of love and the passion um, the Nigerian, average Nigerian, have for um, for the Super Eagles of Nigeria. So um, it is one of it's been here, it's been on this show before, and is here today. And um, it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you Kunle Adelwebe. Thanks for joining us on Sports Africana once again. Um, to re- thanks for having me. Uh, thanks, thanks for having me again. Yes. Um, of course, we knew what happened. Um, the the game. Um, but before I go, before I go into the discussion proper, it's very important to sort of um, give the the, um, the table as it stands at the moment. Uh, as it stands, Nigeria is still topping the table with seven points, which Benin Republic. Uh, following with three points and Sierra Leone snatching the unexpected draw with two points and Lesotho um, with one point. So Nigeria is still um, firm in the lead, but this analysis today is not about where we stand at the moment. It's about the game, the results. So Kule, where do we start from? Um, let's, let's look at the game. I mean, We've been following Super Eagles for a very long time, and I'm talking about pre the millennial. Uh, yeah. One thing we both know is that um, there are certain teams that we play that we know that okay, this needs to be taken serious. We shiver. We're talking about the Algeria, um, Tunisia, Morocco, Cameroon, Egypt, Egypt yeah. in those days. Not yes. even I request come close in those days. No, no, you're looking at in, in the in the West African region, you're looking at Ghana. Ghana, yeah. Yeah. Those are the teams. Ghana, yeah. Those are the teams that we, we can talk about. When we play minus teams, and I'm going to I think um late Steve Stephen Keshi of blessed blessed memory um clearly um encapsulates what I'm about to talk about. He said in those days, whenever they are playing what we call minor teams, of course. There's been a lot of evolution. Um, things have changed. Some teams have come up. Teams like Senegal um, have joined the team of top-class teams. Ivory Coast, um, 
And yeah. we've, we've witnessed um, spring of surprises from Cape Verde to Madagascar, there about. But Kesh, this was what yeah. Keshe said in those days. He said, whenever we play some of those, my, those minor teams, it's not, a, it's not about whether we're going to win the game. That's a foregone conclusion. It's really about how many goals we're going to score in this game. The score in the game. But yeah. we're now in an era, and I'm sure when you chat with people on the social media, where we play teams like Mauritania, Niger, with all respect, and we are saying, oh, you have to respect every opponent. True. But come on, when you play certain team, particularly when you look at the talent pool of Nigeria at the moment, such games is not so much about winning. You want to win well, emphatically. What's your opinion? Well, um, I share your view about where how some football pundits, fans, and football sports reporters are trying to kind of brush over uh, the opposition in terms of when it, when Nigeria plays against an opposition, trying to say, oh, if the result did not go our way, and this is a kind of match that we expected as a nation, uh, taking into consideration the talent pool, like you said, that we have to, to, to win and trying to brush it with, oh, there's no minus again in international football. No, there's always going to be minus in international football. There's always minus in international football. And uh, when you play against certain uh, get uh, play against certain teams, depending on the quality that is a display and everything, you are expected. There are certain things expected of you, and when you don't reach, uh, make that expectation count. That is when there's a problem. About you have to start looking inward. Stop saying about. Stop talking about. Or oh, there's no minor in football. Um, see, I learned yesterday when it was four nil, they knew that it was game over. They knew, they knew it was game over, but um, we handed the initiatives back to them and we couldn't react to, to it. It's, you can play against anything. Uh, the minute you step a little, take your foot off the pedal a little bit and everything, and they see that they can, you're there for the taking, they will take you to, they will take you to, to pieces. So that is exactly what happened yesterday. And uh, that is, one thing that Nigeria has always, always kind of, um, sometimes in the in 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 the, in the in the recent in the recent past, we've seen such a such a situation where what is expected of our national team is not what we see on game day, and that cannot continue if we want, if you if we really want to continue to be taken seriously in international football. Right now, let's look at the game proper itself. Um, Nigeria Sierra and let's look at the um, the lineup to first of all on face value um, the Sierra Leoneans are, when, are no match or when no where or are no match for us um, in terms of quality depth player for player then in terms of the caliber of football clubs that they play for they are no match so yeah. Let's look at the first time. Or when you look when you look at the lineup, what went through your mind when you look at the lineup? Irrespective of whether they are a strong opposition, was they was it the sort of lineup that you expected? Well, it, it, it's looking at it from Genetra's point of view, if I'm gonna put in Genetra at it did not disappoint me with the lineup because he, like I said in the last program, he tends to go for the obvious for uh what he is always known and no matter if you've been out of the squad for uh, a year or two and you come back and you train with the team, he's going to put you back in the starting lineup. Um, when I saw the lineup yesterday, the first thing that I look for is uh, there, there are two positions that I look straight at. They, 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 they're attacking the kind of a, a player that will play in the hole behind Osieme. Mm. And I noticed that I noticed straight away that he's put Musa there. Musa has no business being in that position. Then I look at in the uh, in the defense and in the midfield. I look at um, we're talking about about uh, Apoguma in the last game. That is this is a central defender, and you've got two fullbacks sitting on the bench. Then you went and put Apoguma, who could have been uh, like uh, 
if if he's not starting the game could have been somebody that you can bring in to show up the defense when you really need so you're starting him as a right back then in the position where i think we're struggling most uh with mostly now there in the central midfield Aribo definitely has to play as an attacking midfielder then you went and put in um a table this is the tables coming back to the first thing for the first time in in quite a while and now you're putting him back in a position where he has to be the leader a table has to have if a table is going to play i still maintain that a table is not a national team material but if a table has to play a table has to play with somebody that knows the role that is somebody in the mode of indeedy but yesterday it took a table was giving the leadership role in that midfield and that is for me that is where we lost the game when we really needed it most in the second half because there was no one directing the affairs right in uh, in the art of that uh, of that midfield and it, it, it was just it, it, for me those are the three areas that when i saw the lineup that i thought hmm, this is going to be a problem but fortunately for us the first half performance and all the goals kind of paper over all that but the minute we, we were caught on the back foot you started seeing that crack that concern that i had about the personnel that was this the, uh, on display and about the tactics uh, the, the formation that they are playing you started seeing that glaringly in the second half and there was no way back anymore because uh when Sierra Leone were reacting with positive changes uh our manager does not even know what to do he's taking off his best central central defender defender putting in another central defender and it's not you're trying to show up the game you don't do so uh, like for like so you don't do you bring in players so hard to the solidity you already have on the pitch with you um i don't think balogun was not injured uh, and i wouldn't think balogun would have complained of been tired or anything or fatigue so balogun looking at the game yesterday balogun was actually the most fouled nigerian defender on the pitch <clears throat> before he was subbed he was the most involved nigeria defender in terms of stopping he, he won the most area contest and he actually took the ball out of the defense into the attack most time and that's why so balogun was the art of our defense and that was the player that the coach decided to take out for a player that personally I'm not going to personally think shouldn't even be in the squad but even if he's going to play he has to play in the right position he has to play in the right position i will have started if uh you're looking at you want to protect the defense and everything you're trying to see out the game at 4-2 or 4-1 and the, 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 the pressure is on you all you just need to do is make a change one of the attacking players coming out Musa maybe and bringing in Semia Jai to be to protect the defense next to Etobo next to Etobo then you know that you have your solid 4 5 uh, 6 players shielding your goalkeeper but all of a sudden you are under attack and everything and you are playing a save you need to go and win that game at 4-1 you don't need to go and win it you already won it all you just need to do is solidify it keep it just keep them at bay and everything and it shows like what everybody has worked with always saying about um Genetro's game management skills it's just nowhere it's just nowhere it's uh yeah a lot can be said about the players individually you want to blame players individually and everything you can but the failure yesterday is solely on Genetroa and his technical crew they did not manage that game very well they lost it completely and players no matter how how long how experienced they are how old they are and everything players look up to their technical crew for instructions and for support in that kind of a situation I was reading in some of the comments in social media a, a guy uh, one of the reporters that was actually at the stadium said it's actually good that there was no crowd there because they could hear what 
the players were saying on the pitch. And he said at a point, um, Truce Ekong was shouting at the midfield, asking them, help us, help us. That was at 4-3. Help us, help us. Because all of a sudden, they were under, they were under attack and the, the, the whole team is disjointed. The whole team is disjointed and everything. And you can see that it shouldn't be yeah, he's a player, he has, he has to be vocal on the pitch, he's, he's a captain as well, so he has to, but when you put that kind of a pressure on, a, on somebody that is already under pressure on the pitch, and you look, they're looking at the bench and the, all they can see the coach is just walking around and expecting miracle, it's, it, 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 it's sad, it's, it's, it's really sad, because that game yesterday, yesterday, if they, are, if they play five more minutes, City alone will have won that game. So, point in time, um, towards the end, about the last two minutes, when they were all attacking to get a goal, the Serena broke broke through, and that could have been another. Um, that could, yeah. have, could have been disastrous. Now, and, uh, and the, the, referee, the referee called for the referee called for a free kick against City alone, which wasn't a free kick, and yeah. that was what saved Nigeria from numbers in that game. Right. Um, now, when look at. Um, the, the setup, parallelly defensively, and myself and you and some field that well, I've kept on said I've kept on insisting on this um, regularly. You have two right backs, two right backs on the bench, and you brought in a Kenneth Apoguma who one is playing his debut on the Nigerian soil, not used to our lackluster or top grade kind of um, pitches and you trust him to the right side where his main strength is actually in the center but you kept the likes of Tyron Eboyi and Olaino who has shown um, top form this season I'm sure you remember his goal that he scored against West Bromwich when against the Fulham, the Fulham, yeah. this season what are your thoughts? Why do you think? Wh- wh- why do you think Genefro keep on doing the same thing? What What is your opinion from observation? Why do you think you leave natural players? I've watched Tyron. Um, I think it was against Serbia when we played um, at Barnet Stadium. I was there, and I happened to be at the side of where he was playing on his wing. Trust me, that is the best right back Nigeria. I've had or will have since he's actually followed. Very clean. He was trained as right back from Holland. So why do you think and Olaino vice versa? And in fact, Olaino can play across any part of the wing. Yeah. So why would you play a center half as a right back? What do you think? Well, nobody knows what's going on. Uh, and in getting through us head, but I can I look at it. You have what we consider your strong centre back pair back playing. That is uh, Truce Ekong and Balugu. You don't need an insurance of a of a third uh, centre back to play out of position when you actually have your two top right backs in the squad sitting on the bench because yeah you can say that uh Koguna played in the same uh position uh in the last two friendly in the friendly matches and everything yeah possibly that's a friendly match this is a qualifier you play your best team you play players in their best position and like you and i and so many uh millions of nigerian knows our right back options now are Ebue and Olaino. Then Shewu, uh, Abdullah Shewu, if he's in form. So Akoguna is a center back option. We don't have injury in that area. Why I why did you not decide to go and play him out of position? Because all of a sudden, what you've done by doing that is you've nullified the threat. The attacking threat, a natural fullback carries for his team going the other way because he's trained as a center back 
he will be cautious. He won't move into the opponent half when needed. And when he's being attacked, because the uh, fullback position is a specialized position on the pitch. I actually, I do say to people, I say to my son, my son plays as a winger. I say to my son that that position as a fullback is the most complicated and the most difficult position to play on the pitch. You have to have the know-how. You have to have the know-how of that area, the spaces where you should be at what time and when you should move and when you should, you should stay. The fullback actually dictates how the centre-backs play and everything. And you still went ahead to make this same mistake over and over again, playing um, uh, a wrong player in, in that position. And when we're even under, uh, under, under the coach, all you just need to do is because as a center back, see, center back easily towards the end of their career or at some point in their career, they can easily step up into the defensive midfield role. They can easily do that. So if you are even going to make a change, let's say you're not you don't want to bring in any of these um, uh, players in to, to change the, uh, you, you, you're, you're not confident of bringing in somebody like Semi Ajayi to, to sit with a table uh, 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 in front of the defense. All you just need to do is one make one simple uh, uh, swap. Akoguma come and join, uh, joining a table in front of the defense, and a boy or I not going in onto the right back. That gives you solidity. That gives you balance. That gives you balance if you want to do that or move because. Uh, you, you, you've seen in the situation the, 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 the most comfortable player on the ball in the in Nigeria defense is Balogun. Balogun can actually play in front and you get Akoguna next to next to Truth Econ. That is you solidifying, that is you keeping them at bay. But you don't see that. You see, you don't see that in in, in Gen Trua, and that pains me because if I can sit here. If my 13-year-old can sit here and say, oh, we are under pressure, what are we doing? Because I watched the game with him yesterday and he was asking questions. So why are they doing this? Why is he not going back? Why is he still bringing this? Because he didn't know who... So anytime there's a change, I explained to him that this is... I said, no, that is not what he's meant to do. So if a 13-year-old... Yeah, he's had a football experience here. He's been trained properly here and everything. But if a 13-year-old can sit and look at that on TV and say, no, this is wrong. And as an adult, I'm sitting down there. I can't say anything. <laughs> it, yeah, I can't say anything because I know he's right. You're looking at somebody that has been paid millions and you're making such a schoolboy error, committing such a schoolboy error and everything. And all of a sudden, we, we considered uh, the second goal and the all. The, 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 the whole team just become disjointed. See, unfortunately for somebody like Semi Ajayi, Semi Ajayi, I know uh, a lot of uh, blowback on the social media and everything has not really pinpointed on him. But if you really want to analyze all the four goals we considered, right? Because that's how I look at it. The four goals we considered and everything. The first goal we considered was a uh, I mean, some, uh, was a, a pass, a simple pass that a table could have controlled and moved, but he allowed the ball to run past him and the Sredonian, the Sredonian Mifida barged past him. Then uh, Balogu made another mistake thinking that the left back, uh, Sanusi, will have actually be next to him. He opened up that area because he was expecting to see Sanusi there, but Sanusi was still running back from the previous attack. So Sanusi was out of position. Then you have the Senegalian striker that scored the goal running into that space because Baluka has already allowed the ball to go past him, seeing that, thinking that uh, about, uh, Sanusi will be there. That was a good. Then you look at the second goal. That, the second goal that actually started this. Uh, this started the crumbling for the, for the Super Eagles. The cross, Ajayi was standing there. It was shortly after Ajayi came in. Ajayi was standing, and the guy that scored the goal actually strode past him to go and edit. There wasn't, there was no contest, so he wasn't really ready. He was, it was called ball watching. 
it was called ball watching and everything. Then you look at the the, 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 the final goal, the debacle between uh, um, it would be and Sanusi, and he 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 just look at it. Yeah, individual errors, but it's just because everything is kind of broken down completely. Everything is broken down, and you're looking at the third goal. Somebody walking through the art of your defense to actually take a shot, and there was no one to block. The the the, uh, the defensive midfielder is was actually behind him. So you look at so all those things, and you think, oh, all right, what can we do? You have the personnel; those players are on the pitch. But I think is as I believe is the setup, and how they were not, they did not react. Technical crew did not react to see alone making that because immediately Sierra Leone scored the second goal they believed that oh these people are there for the taking edge drop and everything everybody was like uh so and they took the advantage but that is when as a manager you earn your money that is when you said okay yeah as much as uh it's not my cup of tea and everything uh a, a Jose Mourinho team will will see that game out no matter who you are no matter which team is playing against, they will see that his team will see that uh, game out. See, all the Super Eagles needs to do yesterday for five minutes before, not five minutes, not from when we consider that goal, the second goal, it's not from that point to the end. All the Super Eagles needs to do uh, yesterday was we considered that goal at uh, the second goal was called on 72 minutes, 18 minutes to the end of the game. All they need to do was to stem anything for five minutes. It's to start the serial of the ball, to actually burst that bubble, all that, uh, because they were buzzing. The minute the second goal went in, they were, bu- they were, they were buzzing. All you just need to do is stay solid, don't give them any chance for the next five minutes, and all that enthusiasm will have fizzled out, and you have seen the game out. But because they were creating chances after chances after the second goal, they went and scored the third goal eight minutes later, and that was it. I was actually I was watching and I was typing that for the second goal. I was start typing that the next goal is really important because if Sierra should score the next goal to make it four three. This game is going to end 4 4. Then they scored four. They scored the third goal. They scored the third goal. It, 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 it's, if you've been watching this game for, for, for the number of years that you and I have been watching, or so many people, you can see the pattern. You can see how it was going. It's like uh, when Arsenal played against Newcastle all those years back, and they were little 4 0 and drew 4 4. I knew then that the, the, the minute Newcastle got the game back to 4 2. And you look at the body language of the players on the pitch and everything. Everybody was trying to blame this and blame that. I knew straight away that this is all, all, all going to end in one way. Mm. We're going to get clawed back, and that was what happened. And that was what happened yesterday. And you see, we have a we have a way of doing things in Nigeria, and sometimes it's annoying when people. It's easy for Nigerians to say in a senate climb. In days we can do this and everything, but when silent things is done, you see the same people coming up to defend the indefensible. The preparation for this game was like they actually the super egos, Nigeria super egos, the technical crew, the players themselves, the NFF, everybody, Nigeria sports, they actually underrate. They look at this and they did not take them serious. That's why you see the minister training with the team. That's why you see the deputy government training with the team. That's why you see the NFF chairman training with the team. If you know that you're going into a battle, you don't you don't engage in such, such frivolous activities. And, you don't. Think, and that is what West South will never have tolerated. Um, no, no. I, I Keshi, Stephen Keshi, late Stephen Keshi will not tolerate that. Keshi will not allow that. Keshi won't allow that. And the aftermath of the game, what the only the only images we have seen, the only video we have seen about somebody actually admonishing the team or talk, talking to the team, to the team, is this same NFF chairman t- 
talking to the team as if he has a, 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 a coaching certificate. I don't want to see him talk to the team. I just want I want him to to make sure that his association make sure that the guys get to Syria alone uh, quite all right, good accommodation, good preparation for the second link, and make sure that they were paid their dues. I don't want to see him any anything any, anywhere near the team or the deputy governor or, or, or the sports minister. But this is this this is the jamboree that we that keeps destroying Nigeria football over and over and over and over again. All of a sudden, Amajupinik thinks he's a celebrity that has to be seen uh, uh, all the time. I don't want to see him. I don't want to know him. I don't want to see him near the super, near the super eagles. The only time that I want to hear from him is when there's a problem with the administration of the team, or he should go around and start junketing around the world like he's always done, trying to scout our diaspora eagles for the super eagles, not getting involved in anything that has to be done on the pitch. Because that distraction, we might think that is nothing. That little thing, that little stunt we saw played by those three politicians with the team before that game has an effect. It has an effect. That squad now is full of players that are playing their trade away from Nigeria that grew up in a different football culture. So seeing that, yeah, it might look, oh, I'm back, oh, oh, this is different and everything. But, you know, so I can, I can assure you, I can tell you that some of these uh, of England national team players, the young ones, don't even know who the, who the FA chairman is. They don't know that Prince William is the chairman of the FA overall. But in Nigeria, if you don't know, if you're playing for Nigeria, the first thing you have to know is the NFA chairman. I don't want to know that. I just want the manager, the coach, the bankout crew that I want to, uh, uh, that I'm going to be playing for, that are going to be guiding me. So uh, those, those are the ones that I want to know. But you see this politician with the barbaric guy with their pot belly coming up and everything, trying to uh, trying to actually sneak themselves into the picture. And that culture, if you're not careful, that culture will seep into this squad because this current squad we have is full of varieties and everything, but when they see all those kind of things and everything, they're not stupid. Those boys are reading everything that is going on on the social media as well. Yeah. Imagine Akoguna or Okoye will get back to Germany and everything, sitting down with your, say, foreign German mom and everything. Oh, we have the uh, sport minister training with us. Oh, you have a sport. Oh, forget about his family. Go back to his club. And he said, oh, you have your sport minister training with you. Definitely, that's he's going to be laughed at. It's going to be laughed at. This is not this is not a novelty match. When we brought it up on social media, when the first the, the, I first saw the image and we brought it up, somebody was saying that oh, but, um, George Weir played for uh, played with the Lone Star in a game and everything. That was a novelty match. That was a novelty match, not a competitive match. So it pains me. And this is the kind of thing that it now takes us away from the serious issue about how should our team be playing. See, because if the NFF chairman, the sport minister, and the deputy governor of a state is behaving like that, we then can they now turn back and look at Gen and say you've not done a good job. If I were getting through, I would tell them straight away that all the week we spent here, you've distracted us. That is, if they are my employer and they're lining me up to fire me and everything based on this game, I'll tell them. Because it is not down to Genetua. Yeah, Genetua is uh, it's an expatriate in Nigeria, right? Uh, Genetua is not Clemens Westall. It's not Stephen Keshi. He might not have that kind of confidence saying, no, we cannot accept this and everything. But it's down to these people or their handlers to understand that this is bad optics. This is this is not right. This is not a PR exercise. But as it is, everything in Nigeria is all about how oh, I want them to see me. You've already paid for us to come and play at the Gumudia Stadium, which is another sorry case of a pitch. But you still have to get yourself involved. 
that is not right. Now it's taking us away from actually talking about what happened on the pitch. What happened on the pitch? I try to stray away, and I've had few conversations with people on online today about picking individual players and everything. Yeah, when the game was going on, when we considered that second goal, straight away prayer to Semiya is position, but that is by the by. Yeah, that is by the by. Now, when I look at it, the main reason why we couldn't hold on to that lead was coaching. The fact that, uh, yeah, the technical crew failed to react to Syria Leone stepping up their game and it's just was kind of don't have a knowledge of what to do. Right. Um, or they thought they were doing the right thing. Right. What, what, what was your impression about Maduka Okwe? I mean, there's been different outcry that is to, well, that, you know, he's shipped in four goals. But when you look at the goals, you know, probably apart from the second goal, maybe he could have had some sort of judgment um, aerially. But when you look at the goal, you can't blame him for the goals generally. It was just down to the collapse of the team completely. I mean, what's your impression well, about um, generally? In terms of how yeah control the back or how we was talking to them and everything. Yeah. Um Mandu Okoye like uh say somebody like Akwaguna was playing his first game in on the uh, on Nigerian soil and everything. And for me, he acquitted himself very well. Um like I agree with you, um for the second goal, even when the uh the scorer Stroll past Semiya Jai. The ball, the flight of the ball was in his commanding area. It could have come out and claim it. Uh, just make it difficult for the player to have a free header. But apart from that, I'm satisfied with the with his performance. Uh, I'm not going to look at him. You can't look, watch that game and say, oh, we lost that game because of uh, errors from... Okoye, no, we did not. Well, we, we drew that game because of uh, all this pinpointed error from Okoye. No, like you said, the old team collapsed. There was less protection for him, and he. What was expected of him as a goalkeeper, he, he did it. He was beaten four times. Yeah, uh, we scored four four goals against the other goalkeepers. Well, but when you want to look at it, his performance. For the game, I don't think there's anything that four goals. I don't think there's any of the goals that you can readily, readily associate with him being the weakling for allowing that goal in. I've read so many things and I've tried to kind of get why are we having this discussion? Because all of a sudden, Nigeria football fans, Nigeria football journalists, Nigeria football pundits, the throughout this, uh, what of if it was that what I what I read was oh if that had been a pay that it would have been all the blame would have been shifted on him and everything and the question I asked was why do you think a pay would have got the blame for the goals when the goals were not his fault see because that was that was that was the, that was the, the kind of discussion that was going on. One of one of these one of these um, Nigerian football pundits, uh, kind of with a very large following, actually tweeted straight away immediately after the game that give Okoye his German passport, take him to the airport, and that's it. I was like thinking, what is the problem of Nigerians or some section of Nigerian fans and football followers with super eagles player of diaspora? about bringing because there's kind of it wasn't about his performance see the reason you and i were discussing okoye now today is not because of his performance it's because of the perception that he is a diaspora eagles that came in instead of a but if it was a that was in go yesterday and considered that focus all blame would have been on a despite the fact that even if those goals were not Akpeyi's fault. Akpeyi was in goal in the African Cup of Nations. 
that we came third. There was no diaspora goalkeeper in that squad. It was Akbei, uh, Uzoho, and Ezenwa. And we still did not win that competition. Why do we have to rave on these diaspora Eagles that, yeah, you can say that, oh, they only choose to play for us because they can't play for their, for, for their bad country. And so, they might as well, it's not, playing international football is not the end of everything. As long as somebody like, somebody like uh, Ryan Giggs, can you tell me what he achieved for Wales? So people need to stop, we need to stop all this trying to demonize player simply because uh, um, of where it comes from, because there's this, either we want to agree, accept it or not, there's this strong divide between, oh, why are we asking, begging diaspora kids to come and play for Nigeria and everything. And every time you see that, oh, even if it's at a, as a token, you have to get a local player. This Nigeria league has not been played since when? And you want a national team player to come from the league that they have not played for how many years? Or from a league where the, 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 the top teams were not able to qualify for the continental competition from the preliminary stages. You, it's it, it, it's different. This is national team we're talking about. And even players that are playing abroad and everything. Senior Jai has never played in Nigeria. And I still believe Semi Jai is not a national team material. Etebo has been playing in Europe since when? I still believe Etebo is not a national team material. Um, this Akpeyi they were talking about, Akpeyi left Nigeria since 2015, has been playing in South Africa. South African league is, is actually better than some of the leagues of in, in, in some backwaters of Europe that some of our players that we, we, we railroad into the national team plays for. He's been playing for Kaiser Chiefs. So if you're saying that, oh, because one of the answers I got is that, oh, the Nigerian media will blame Akpeyi because Akpeyi is a local player. Akpeyi is not a local player. Akpeyi is a Nigerian professional player playing in South Africa. Since 2015, he's been playing in South Africa. And he's been playing well as well. So sometimes maybe you're thinking that, oh, according to uh, according to uh, hierarchy, Uzoho was number one. Uzoho has been injured. Akpeyi should step in and everything. But it doesn't work like that. Sometimes some 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 goalkeepers are uh, good as number two. Right. We see different qualities. We see different qualities. We, we, we look at... See, this is one thing. When you have, when you're watching something, you have to know how some people think. Um, uh, why and how did Uzo become Nigeria number one? One thing that Geden said, and people that are close to him was, because Ezenwa was our number one was before Uzo. And Uzo claimed that position back from him simply because of one thing. His height. He wants his goalkeeper to be tall. He wants his goalkeeper to be tall. Uh, Okoye is six foot six. He's way way taller than Akpeyi. You mean you mean Uzoho? You mean? Yeah, Uzo 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 got that position from Ezinwa because well, not mainly because of height, but he was he. What Regentua was looking for that time was um, was a tall goalkeeper, and he came in, he came in, and he saw him, and he, he liked what he saw. The eyes drew him to him first, and then you're looking at Maduokoe is one point, is six foot six. Really, he doesn't look tall. Yeah. That, you see that that's it. Maduokoe is six foot six. He's six foot six, and you're looking at uh, Akwei. Akwei, yeah, Akwei is a short stopper, but sometimes it's beyond short. Uh, and Akwei is six foot six foot two. So you need a good command. Yeah, uh, Okoye did not show that for that second goal yesterday. Okoye did not show that for that se second goal yesterday. But you have to. You have to take into consideration sometimes how the person that is calling the shot thinks. And if you look at the cases of 
Ezinwa. We had this argument. Everybody had this argument when Uzo was putting ahead of Ezinwa back then. That why is this Uzo is the one? Uh, Ezinwa is the keeper and everything, especially from the local uh, Nigerian football uh, lads. Why? But you have to understand what the coach wants. You want somebody commanding. And I think it's the same thing that is playing out now with Okoye and Akwei. Because he wants his goalkeeper commanding. Right. Um, so uh, for me, I don't I don't have any problem with Okoye's performance yesterday. But, okay. Yeah. Um another um I mean there I mean we, we, there's one or two positives that we can draw from the game. And I think yesterday sort of reinforced what myself and you have always said about Alex Wobi. You know, despite his mistake that led to the third goal, that this guy is central to the future of Central Eagles, or Super Eagles. He pulled a brace yesterday. What's your general impression of Alex Wobi? Yesterday. Alex Wobi is the the Alex Wobi is the only Super Eagles player that that uses the ball. That when he has the ball, he he knows he's already thinking three, four steps ahead of what he's going to do with the ball. He is the only in that middle. He's the only player that uses the ball well. And you can see that yesterday when things were falling in place for him, even when we were struggling, he was still creating chances for the forward liners. And when he gets the ball, what he wants to do, the first, thing, the first thing that comes to his mind is to advance it. Is to advance it. And we saw that yesterday. And unfortunately, he found himself in an, in, in an area, in an area for that fourth goal where he shouldn't have been. See, because if uh, that, was, that, that, that was when all the formation has collapsed and you're finding him chasing all the way back to a position where he shouldn't have been. He should actually be the one receiving the ball from the Wobi that passed the ball that was cut off. So, but unfortunately, it happened that way. But the Wobi yesterday is like, I agree with you, is the glue that, 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 that joins our attack and our defense. Because what it does is it goes back to receive the ball, and the next the next movement you see from the Wobi is turning to face the other way. So um, unless see, and that's it. We've always used him the wrong way. We've always used the Wobi the wrong way. We've always not used him the right way. At the World Cup in 2018, he hardly played when we were even struggling. That was when you see here see a table playing a table playing as a. a what as a number 10 when you have on the movie sitting on the bench so it is you have to understand now that yes he does have some bad games but the application of the formation sometimes affects how you play but yesterday especially in the first half he was played in the right position and he actually did deliver he did deliver. That is the Iwobi that you and I know. That is the Iwobi that Super Eagles of Nigeria needs. And that is the, uh, the Iwobi that any coaching crew, any technical crew should be giving to, to, uh, to, to Nigerian football fans. So, yeah, apart from the mistake that led to the fourth goal, uh, Iwobi, Iwobi did what I know Iwobi can do yesterday. And another person that um, I felt solidified um, the opinion that maybe we found someone that could probably replace or even surpass the, the great legendary Rashid Yekini. And I'm talking about Victor Osimhen. Um, of course, um, and Napoli has only scored two goals. I I remember chatting with a, a an Italian um, football journalist expert and she told me that um, she actually liked the She likes the kind of um, presence that he has. That it's just a matter of time before they start banking irregularly. But so far, he scored two goals this season for Napoli. But yesterday, he came on, scored a goal, which you expect your main striker to score goals um, at any of your international game. Your impression of Victor Simen yesterday? He is a phenomenon. 
Victor Simon is a striker that every defender in world football now I'm saying I'm saying that a Victor Simon in a good form a, 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 a Victor Simon in full flow will trouble any defender in the world now and we have not even seen anything Victor Simon will push pushes the other team back they have to think twice before attacking a team that he plays with because he never gives up on a ball. He, he, he goes for every ball with full commitment. And uh, you see, a few years ago, I had this discussion. I don't know if you're involved with the discussion with Shino Keleji, you and Calvin Emeka about our Nigeria players. I think we have that discussion on one of the event TV program. The strength of Nigerian football is playing through the wings that is it and having that main man up there Osimen with Chukweze there from the wings and maybe Simon Moses Simon from the other and everything and with Osimen in the middle Osimen will create havoc which he did throughout the game until his, his unfortunate injury yesterday he did that throughout the game until his unfortunate injury. So, see, these are the things that got fans like myself angry when you now look at a coaching crew that is not giving, that is not up to the standard that these boys can, it's not pushing them up to the standard that they can actually play at. Because you're looking at you're, you're just looking at it. If Osimen has scored four or five goals yesterday, that wouldn't even be enough for. Because what he did was he works for the team as well. He hold is he hold on the ball, and he brings others into play. And once he gets the ball with back to the goal and he passes it, the next thing is he's turning is going into that box for a return, and you. Once you have a presence in the opponent's goal area, you always have a chance of scoring goals. And that, that's it. You can see this, the, the second goal, the goal is scored. It was a counter-attack. Three passes. It will be to, uh, to Sanusi. Sanusi whipping that diagonal cross and everything. He knows. He wasn't running to the front post. He knows where he's running to, to the far post because once that ball, once Sanusi gets it right, that is going to go beyond all those defenders. He knows where he's going to meet it. Because, and it, it was, the ball was played into a no man's land for the goalkeeper to come at and collect it. And he was there waiting for, for what that to tapping. And that's your bread and butter as a striker, which at his age, 1921, I think, at his age, he's, he's mastering, he's playing a top league. Like, you know, I told you in the last program that. All he just needs to do is keep playing. Keep playing. He's going to play against one of the best defenders in the world in terms of organization and structure in the Italian league. You don't have to be uh, the best player to play in a defensive structure in an Italian league because they have a structure. So now they say he's not been scoring goals in Italy and everything. Yeah, because he's facing a well-drilled defenses in Serie A, but he, he will not stop going. It will keep on going and like we and i know things will fall for him but that is actually a positive an advantage for the super eagles because it brings that kind of form back to the super eagles against any african opposition it will blow them to pieces and as we begin yeah. to round up um your your verdict on um get it wrong i i mean i've, I've already made up my mind since 2018 after the world cup um, personally, I don't think, but when you consider the, the skill sets that we have at the moment, I think it struggles with players that are technically gifted. I mean, there's um, um, AJ, the guy that plays in CSK, um, Ejuke, who was on the bench yesterday as well, too, but he came on at some point in time. Um, I, I don't, I personally don't think that Kenneth Raw. Um, is the person to take us to El Dorado, particularly with this team. 
I don't know what you think. Um, Northern Pride is a very conservative uh, manager. So the first thing you will do is, oh, how do I not lose this game? And when you look at the group that we have, they want to play football. Attack is the best form of defense for this group. You have the talent. If you can't use it, you're not the right manager. I agree with you. Um, he's taking us as far as he can take us. Yeah, he's going to qualify us for this African Cup of Nations. But when we get there, what else? You need to unleash your team. If you don't unleash your team, if you don't set them up properly, if you cannot manage the, your in-game management skills, if it's not at top level, uh, a Morocco, a Nigeria, a Tunisia, Egypt, Senegal will wipe the floor with, it, with you. So for me, let's be, and let's be realistic, it's under contract now. The clowns at the end of the football, uh, glasses are not going to sack him now. They're going to say, oh, at the end of his contract and everything. So we're stuck with him. We're stuck with him, unfortunately. But going forward, I don't know. His contract is up until the 2022 World Cup, isn't it? I think it's for two years, from what I gather. Yeah, 2022 World Cup. So I think unless something drastic happens, unless something drastic happens, or I don't, and which I don't wish for, for to get rid of Gedetroa, I wouldn't wish the Super Eagles not to perform well. No, I, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. But if we don't perform to expectation at African Cup of Nations, that might be the end of Gedetroa before, yeah. the, before the World Cup. That might be the end of him. He, he, he's got his work cut out because Nigerians are not smiling, Nigerians are not happy. And we have, in the pandemic world that we have now, Football is one of the few things that makes people happy. And Nigerians were not happy yesterday. Nigerians were not happy yesterday. His team did not make Nigerians happy yesterday. I was just joking and said, back in those days, if this game was played in at National Stadium with Seru Lady, those players will sleep in that, inside that stadium that uh, last night. They won't be allowed to come out. They won't be allowed to come out because you don't, you don't go out there and take uh, games like this with levity. Syria alone, Syria alone wants to beat Nigeria at all times. Syria alone, you might think they're minor or whatever. Yeah, they up their game. It's just like when teams meet top teams all over the world, they up their game, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't blow them away when you have the chance. You're leading 4 nil and you went 4-4. That's an embarrassment. That's an embarrassment. It shouldn't happen. If, if that happens against a team like Algeria, yeah, you saw they're strong, but Syria alone, sorry to say, no disrespect to them, but that is that is a fact. So, getting through that, if an NFF chairman should be Sayonara even before the second leg, <laughs> that, that, that is <laughs> that is how I look at it. Even before Tuesday, before the next game, uh, get whoever is there, Yobo or Aloagu, to take the team to free time and to book him a flight straight to. <laughs> back to Holland or Germany or whatever. I'm sorry to say that. That is how, that's how I feel. I think he, he, there's no way back for him now. There's no way back for him with this team because he, you've, we've seen it. We've seen it. I can't point to a Super Eagles match under him that I've said, apart from the friendly against uh, Argentina, yeah, that I can say that, wow, look at this team. No, no, no. Right. Um, on that note, um, thanks very much for joining me to analyze Spygoods. Hopefully, um, well, we shouldn't be open. Definitely. Well, if, they, if they want to redeem themselves, they yeah. are winning uh, that game. That was my reaction to uh, Musa's apology video. That don't, I'm not going to accept your apology now. Just go to uh, Freetown. Beat them convincingly. Then we we'll start talking about your apology for what you did at Bini. Well, generally, I mean, personally, I mean, as I as I end now, I still don't think that um, whether we win or not, we, we're going. I believe we should win, but I think Raw is not. I I've not seen any further development, and I don't see any um, under this. We've seen the best of what it can do, as you've said, as you've stated, he's a conservative coach. 
and um, um, you, when you have a conservative coach and you have a bunch of players that are exciting who wants to play football then um, he will begin to stifle um, their potential because of his um, football ideology thank you yeah. very much um, Conley, uh, for joining joining me and you're and uh, please subscribe to our podcast on all the major podcast directories and um, until we come your way again have a wonderful day and stay safe take care thank you